Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Western Conference Wednesday. Today, we have the latest drama surrounding Pierre-Luc Dubois, Dustin Brown getting a statue before Kobe Bryant, and the latest oiler to avoid arbitration. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On NHL. My name's Jess Belmosto, one half of Western Conference Wednesday, and thank you so much for joining us. And on the other side of, well, I guess this is the Battle of Alberta (laughs) episode, not episode, but like dynamic duo. Um, Brett, how are you doing? Not too bad. It's warm on this side of uh, the Battle of Alberta today. So it's it's nice, warm, sunny. It's always a good day when uh, the sun is out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, I, I'm not in Calgary, but um, I can confirm that it is very warm here in upstate New York, which yeah. <sighs> It's fine. It's fine. We're finally out of the heat wave. So that's all I can ask for. That's um, nice. Speaking of being out of something, Pierre-Luc Dubois <laughs> does not want out and did not ask for a trade from the Jets. What? Allegedly. Allegedly. I just, I don't know what it is. I feel bad because like Pierre-Luc Dubois is a good hockey player, you know, I really liked watching him in Columbus. Saw a bit of him, I believe, during the bubble season when he was with Winnipeg. If I again, time isn't real, so I don't remember <laughs> much. But you know, I've always thought of him as a solid player. He was third in points um, on the Jets with sixty, and he's only twenty-four, which astonishes me. Um. What do you what do you make of his comments? Well, I mean, let's be <laughs> there are layers to this. First of all, yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, it's not like he's a young player. He's got some pedigree. I mean, he was traded for the second overall pick that year, and Patrick Lyonne. I mean, the same draft, so it, it's they're very similar, not type players, but again, pedigree, very yeah. good hockey players. But yeah, this this Pierre-Luc Dubois has never been somebody to uh, back down in the comments, I guess, or with his comments. And uh, it's it's he's showing his nose again or, or pointing his nose up into the air again. It's obvious he wants to play in in Montreal. Well, at least uh, his agent said so. He's like you said, he said Pierre-Luc Dubois said he didn't call for it, but yeah. I mean, it only makes sense. And it also makes sense from the Montreal Canadiens side. They would love to have a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, rather, he's from Quebec as well. He's a French guy. So uh, somebody who they would love to have, someone they would love to market and build their team around as well. The sooner this gets done, the sooner everybody could move on, right? So uh, it's uh, just a lot of drama that people don't want to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we kind of saw this, too, when he was in Columbus. uh, But he was upfront about him not wanting to play for John Tortorella anymore. And, 
you know, he did sign a one-year $6 million contract this past Friday. So I believe he avoided arbitration with that, um, which is always a good thing because, you know, if he's already feeling bad blood towards uh, Winnipeg, that can just boil up and kind of get worse because they have to present a case as to why he's not worth X amount of dollars. And that's really uncomfortable and awkward. But I just... Some of these comments. <laughs> oh, I, I've never seen it. It's borderline. I was saying to you before, it was almost like, uh, like dry sidle Matheson ish, where it was like, yeah. why are you so pissy Leon? I'm not, I'm not. It was almost because I believe the question that was thrown to him was questions are fairly straightforward why difficult to answer them that that's not exactly a question that's thrown out there in a a friendly conversation no and you know we talk all the time about how stereotypical hockey players answers are we gotta cycle the puck pucks in deep play a full 60 uh this is a team sport and for for him to give a speech to answer each of these questions feels very uh, scripted, very PR motivated, and just not genuine per se, maybe. I just, it makes you think. It It really makes you think. And why would his agent put out that he wants out of Winnipeg if, if he doesn't? The agents are, are are meticulous. They don't they don't do they don't just throw out stuff in in the media and going. Oh, I hope this sticks to the wall. They know what they're doing. They know that if oh Pierre Luc Dubois, which let's be honest here, Winnipeg isn't necessarily in the best of situations. They just got a new coach, so we'll see how the regime really blends or fixes or changes really in Winnipeg. But even you had Mark Shifley going at the end of the season. Oh well, I have to talk to my agent and see where things stand. That didn't really set a good taste in a lot of people's mouths, I assume, especially for a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois, who already feels like he has one foot out of the door. Right. Might as well just, like his agent did, just go out and go, ah, we don't want to be here. Let's go Montreal. Ah. And, right. And, if, and Montreal goes, okay, sure. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. A team like Montreal is not going to sit there and say, no, we're Okay. This is, you know, best if we don't travel down this avenue. This yeah. is a marketing dream for them. He's coming home. This is going to be the homecoming that everybody in Jersey and Philly thought that they were getting with Johnny oh. Trout. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> I'm I told myself I wasn't going to talk about it, but you know what? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> everybody can catch some strays every once in a while. It is what it is. And, like, that's more of a dig at Philly and Jersey than, like, actually the Goudreaux. But for him to have a career season with 60 points, 28 (laughs) goals, missed one game. What? I I get it. You know, I'm sure Winnipeg – I don't know what's in Winnipeg. I know they have an airport, but (laughs) – Do they? Do they? (laughs) Google told me they did. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, is this, are we seeing the early stages of what we saw in Columbus? The player wants out. Right. And does Montreal have to worry about him saying, in two years from now, or whenever the trade happens, I want out? Is he just a team topper? That that's what you kind of the, you kind of fall into a reputation, no? Right. You kind of go, oh well, things aren't working out now. Well, okay, see, ya. I'm gonna force my way out of here. Oh well, it's not really working out here. So I want to go somewhere else. Bye. You know, you can never, even if you do it once, you it's always going to track you. If you do it twice, it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. You know, it's yeah. just gonna be ah. Cool. You want out again. Good for you. Nothing's different, you know. Uh, And like you said, though, a very solid season for Dubois in Winnipeg and not a very good team overall, especially down the stretch for Winnipeg as well. So it's obviously a productive player somebody that Montreal could take, but who would, who would they move out? Really? I've, I've seen people go, Oh, Nick Suzuki. No, you're not going to move Nick Suzuki. Uh, Josh Anderson. Apparently they've already rejected a move for, I, I put that in air quotes. Cause I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Who do you move a Brendan Gallagher? Would he play in Winnipeg? I don't know about that. Yeah, you know, th- listen to Locked on Canadians because I know that they've been talking about this and they have the true, like, inside expertise there. Coming up next, we are absolutely going to be diving in to uh, an L.A. legend, Dustin Brown, and how his number's being retired and he's getting a statue outside of the Staples Center. But, Brett, That's what it's I called. Believe- <laughs> It sure is, Brett. But I believe you have something to share with us before we move on. Yes, I want to tell everybody more about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events on the number one source for all your odds and lines and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, even golf. I don't know why they put even golf before eSports, because I feel like that just makes sense. But hey, no, full, full love to eSports, I'm just saying. <laughs> Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Like you mentioned, Jess, we are going to head south, I guess. Well, south for me, south. East, I guess. We're going to Los Angeles, my favorite place, uh, the, the City of Angels, because they're honoring... I guess more of a devil in in, uh, Dustin Brown. As you mentioned, he's getting a statue in front of, let's be real, it's the Staples Center. It's the house that uh, (laughs) Dustin Brown played in is the Staples Center. And uh, yes, but you mentioned before a couple other Los Angeles area legends. How do you feel about that? More, more, most namely, Kobe Bryant. It's weird. Yeah. To me, it's really weird. Like, I'm sure that they're waiting for um, 
you know, a special way to honor Kobe and probably Gianna too. But Dustin Brown? Hey, like, I would expect like Jonathan Quick to have a statue before Dustin Brown. Well, and he just retired. Like he right. just played his final game against the Edmonton Oilers at Rogers Place in right, like April. two months ago. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> let let let's breathe here for a second. The guy hasn't even found his next like vacation home, or I guess his retirement home. Is are you really? We're already erecting a statue for this guy. Like you said, there's 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 Jonathan Quick, Andre Kopitar, Drew Doughty. I know all those guys are still playing, but still, like, like I feel like they should keys. still be ahead of Dustin Brown. And that again, I don't mean that in like a super disrespectful way, but what are, I don't know. I just didn't think that he would be the first um, LA King of that dynasty, if you will, to yeah. get a statue. Um, I know that quick is um, a UFA next year. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have that statue in process right now. They might have gotten a two-for-one deal at the Sculptors. <laughs> so these numbers here, looking at Dustin Brown's career numbers, so it doesn't look like, you know, I'm just dogging on him. Yeah, I'm just bashing on him. <laughs> like, let's be real, though. Let's be, He was a captain for those teams. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, but yes, continue, please. <laughs> you know, he was four games shy of uh, 1,300 games. That's a lot of games. He had an 18-year career, uh, 325 career goals, uh, 387 assists, so 712 career points. And you pointed out a stat that was insane to me. The man hits. The man hits. He was a hammer. In 3,100 hits. Almost 3,200. 3,185 to be exact. That I is just, crazy. That was a lot of ice packs after a game. Right. Like, I'm thinking of, like, how sore I am, like, after just, like, a bumpy car ride. <laughs> like, hitting the potholes. I can't imagine, like, throwing my entire weight into someone. Yeah. I exactly. see an ice pack thinking about that. I'm he's blocked quite a few shots too with 332. Ooh. Um that's again more ice packs. I, yeah. <laughs> um I am very, you know, excited to see no, not excited. It's very sad to see, you know, this that wave of players call it a career and unfortunately have to leave the game but it's really great to look back on their career and be like this that's right yeah they won all these championships but look at these numbers look at the legend and the legacy that they've built for themselves and you know I can I don't know if he has kids I'm going to assume he does Uh, does. but bringing your kids to like this the staple center being like that that's me yeah. Talk to me when you have a statue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no. 
just sharing those special moments and you know it's bigger than hockey when it comes to a lot of things like that and congratulations obviously you know that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the most important part here well and you the thing is is so i went to his 1000th game which was 296 games ago um but it, it just happened to be on my birthday against the vegas golden knights so went to go see it and the adoration from everybody in the crowd, all the LA Kings fans of Dustin Brown was apparent. Like every, like everybody had Dustin Brown shirt, Jersey. I mean, obviously they had the quicks and whatever, but it just, so loud for everything Dustin Brown did. It was a very emotional night, to be honest with you, because he did mean a lot to this, this organization. He brought the, the cup to them. It was a very, I mean, those teams we were mentioning before we came on were exciting to watch. They had, on each line, somebody who could score, somebody who could go out there and get in uh, pucks in deep and play technical, and then somebody who is going to punch you in the face and make you remember that you're playing hockey, not yeah. the pickup hockey, you know? So yeah. it, it was a fun game. It was a Daryl Sutter-led team, too, as well, and just uh, it, uh, he fit that mold perfectly. It was, a, it, again, it, the Staples Center, as it should rightfully be named, <laughs> Uh, it was rocking every time Dustin Brown was doing his thing and in his prime. I guess it makes sense. I wondered, like you said, they have the two for one. I wonder once everybody, the Dowdy, the the Kopitar, the Quick mm-hmm. retire. Wonder if they'll have just kind of something for all of them. Maybe they'll make it into something special. But yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I there's the statue of um, outside of Fenway Park of. Ted Williams, Johnny Pesky, and I'm drawing a blank, but it's three players and it's just like the boys of the ballpark or something right. it's called. So I wonder if they'll do something like that um, for the upcoming retirees or whenever that happens. But, mm. you know, that that's a bridge we'll cross when, when we get there. <laughs> Yeah, at the Staples Center. Yeah, hopefully by then it'll be renamed. Staples yes, it, will buy it back. It will forever be the Staples Center. Absolutely. <laughs> um, anything else on Dustin Brown before we get to talk about one of your favorite players? <laughs> I'm just happy, low key, that the Edmonton Oilers don't have to play him anymore. <laughs> yeah, same that's, for that's Calgary. That, you yeah. know, well, thanks for your service and dedication but yeah this is good enjoy (laughs) enjoy sycamus or wherever you go right (laughs) yeah coming up next we are going to talk about yesi pulivari i mispronounce his name all the time and i feel so bad but hopefully i know that that time uh coming up next and his latest contract extension with the oilers all right brett this is you have the whiteboards for those who aren't watching on YouTube. He he has whiteboards for every yeah. segment and he has he just whipped it out. He's ready. He was taking notes feverishly or frivolously, I can't talk before the show and let's go. One year contract extension, avoiding arbitration, three million dollars. What does this look like and what does this mean for the Oilers? Huh. Well, on the surface, as a f- for a fan, 
you sit there and you go, yes, the Bison King is back. You get a very solid hockey player. Let's be real. Yes, a player RV. He battled some injuries at most points throughout the year. Only 65 games for him. He would have liked to have more. He came back from COVID during the Christmas break. And he also had a very tough, I believe it was a shoulder, uh, a shoulder injury or a leg injury. He got a shoulder injury in the playoffs, but uh, uh, a very kind of injury riddled season ish for him and wasn't necessarily able to ride that high that he had off the top of the season. Now, the thing is, is like you said, it's a one year, $3 million contract. Well, for yes, a RV, that's a pretty good deal for the Edmonton Oilers. You're sitting there and you go, okay, well, we still have arbitration on August 7th with Kyler Yamamoto. And uh, you still have to re-sign your other RFA and Ryan McLeod, and you only have $2.7 million in cap space because of the dead cap that you have over the LTIR with Mike Smith and Oscar Clefbaum. So you're kind of pinned. So like I mentioned, on the surface, it looks very nice. But you've got still a little bit to do because that $3 million does kind of pin your hands. If it was something a little less, maybe a two and a half, then sure. Then then, then that, that makes more sense. But $3 million, Kasperi Kapanen got what, $5.2 million? It's gonna, it, it's tough. It's it's very tough. But I'm, I'm very curious if we could see a sign and trade over the next potentially week for Yesopoyarvi. Yeah, that was kind of my first thought was, you know, they avoided arbitration. He was able to, you know, negotiate a little bit, however it works. Um, bless anyone who can argue over money because I crumble. I'm like, okay. Here, yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me whatever. It is, yeah, it is it's what it fine. Is. Yeah. It's fine. Like negotiating. No, I, <laughs> I can negotiate with anything but money. Um, but I just, I really feel like they're going to end up having to flip him. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to. I don't think they want to. Well, the thing is, is they have Warren Fogle, who has a $2.75 million cap space, who would be very helpful on a couple of other teams. Then you also have a Tyson Berry who sits at a four and a half million dollar cap hit which would free a lot, then you could, I mean, Kyler Yamamoto has to be sitting looking at that contract going, excuse me, he's getting three? I got to get at least three and a half. Like, what? So, I mean, that also straps the Oilers a little bit more. So, is that a a team-friendly contract for a team somewhere else with Yesipoli RV. I mean, you're getting a very solid hockey player in Yesipoli RV. People deem me an analytics guy. I bring two numbers, advanced (laughs) stats to the table, and that is it. It's the same two every time, and it's because they make the most sense. But it's goals for and goals against per 60 minutes. So basically, if you're on the ice for 60 minutes, what the average goals for or goals against would be per 60 minutes. For Yesapuli RV, they're very impressive. In all situations, goals against per 60 minutes. So defensively, he sat at a 1.88 for the Edmonton Oilers this past season, which would have been first or was first on the Edmonton Oilers. Then at five on five, 
He had a 1.8, so just taking eight out, which was also first on the team. Then on the power play, he was first in goals four with 12 on a very good Oilers power play. Wow. So he's not only very productive defensively and, and preventing the puck from going in his own net, but he can also produce offensively as well, very quietly. Yeah, you know, when you – I was not expecting those numbers at all. And I think that any team – I mean, any team that knows how to read, um, you know, advanced – what's it called? Just natural stat trick or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever those those <laughs> sneak oil things are. Yeah, yeah I just – again, <laughs> I don't – it's not that I don't buy into them. I just cannot do numbers. They, well, that's the thing. They just throw numbers there, and they're like, "This is a good player," and you're like, "Okay." Why? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "What does this bar graph mean? Why? Why is this one up? Why is this one yeah. down? What does it mean if it's a different color?" Trust me, <laughs> trust me. You've read a graph before, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel but the same way. I just, I would not be surprised if you know he does get treated, and I think that any team sees that contract and it's like bring it on and you get that kind of player at that number even though it's only for a year that still if you're in a true cap crunch right now hey that's okay yeah that's a good number you revisit it next year and what is it two years the cap goes up by 10 million dollars yeah i feel like it's like between two and five years i don't know um the the world's on fire we might not see that day (laughs) i think about when talking about the game of hockey Um, yeah the future yeah (laughs) you know i just i do think that it's an interesting point for him to avoid the arbitration because I think he knows his agent knows I think both sides know that this is a situation where they were going to move on from him but it makes the most sense instead of letting him you know sign his QO and just piecing out um just you know sign something whatever you can do and meet somewhere in the middle without that neutral party and again boiling any of that bad blood i just i hate it i was reading through arbitration processes and i was like oh no i could it's not friendly no it's not friendly and like how do you go to work and say my boss thinks i'm bad at this yeah (laughs) yeah Exactly. You just have to go to a meeting and say, oh, well, you're, you're really not that good. You're not as good as you think. And we're, right. you, go and you go, yes, yes, I am. Look at this. And you're like, yeah, well, no, well, really, actually. no. Yeah, exactly. And then and then at the end, you have somebody go, yeah, no, they were right. You're really not that good. <laughs> you know? But I, uh, No, like, that would be so embarrassing. Yeah, 100 percent. The and, interesting thing, just to kind of bring yeah. it up. Bring it back to because you mentioned it was like he's a very good hockey player. He's like no matter what, well, not no matter what, but in the pedigree that he's in, we already talked about a guy that was already in his draft as well in Pierre Luc Dubois. In that draft, which was the 2016 draft, the first overall pick was Austin Matthews, who's still a, a Toronto he's Maple. All right. Yeah, it's decent. Second overall was Winnipeg, and they took Patrick Laine, who they traded. To the third overall team, Columbus, for Pierre-Luc Dubois, the other way, it traded. 
Fourth overall pick was Yesapoyarvi. Okay, fine. He's still an Oiler. Fifth overall pick was Oliulevi traded. And then the sixth overall pick was Matthew Kachuk, who just got traded as well. So four of the top six picks in that trade have been traded. Or in that draft, excuse me, have been traded. (laughs) I'm going to say nice things. Um, I I think that players are moving on from, which this is a whole other can of worms that we could talk about, but um, they're moving on from this kind of like, I need to be here my entire career because I was drafted by this team and I need to build a legacy here. Mm-hmm. They want, I want to say selfishly, but like, that's not, it's not selfish. They want to go where their quality of life is going to be good. Yeah. I would much rather live and have my winters in sunny Florida. 100%. Then the freezing cold snow. And someone from Buffalo, New York, got really mad at me for saying that. And I'm like, I live in New York. I live in upstate New York. I know the winters. I hate it here. And when it, there's six feet of snow outside and doesn't melt until June. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, if someone was like, hey, like, you know, you can go play there for like nine million bucks. Like, Go do that. Okay, bye. I'm, yeah, where, where do I sign? I'm at my house. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'll, using that $9 million, I'll just buy a new house. Don't even worry about it. Right, like, exactly. Oh, everything inside? Oh, who cares? Yeah. A hundred percent. No, a hundred percent. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that, well, I, I refuse to accept, I guess, more or less would mm-hmm. be that there is somebody behind or underneath that helmet that needs to go home to their family who has a family, somebody to deal with and have real life issues, just like (laughs) you, you know, yes, they are there to entertain you, but they do have uh, responsibilities as well. And you are starting to kind of see maybe the NHL to turn more into a me versus we league, you know, like you said, just, I got to set myself up. Like you heard Johnny Gaudreau in all of these, these yes. conversations after his, his signing, he goes, you know what? Like I, I, I'm having a kid. We're not too far away from family. We're, we're close enough where they can come and visit, but we're far enough where we can do our own thing. And yeah. that has nothing to do with, he never once mentioned Columbus blue jackets, hockey team, not oh. once in that. And that's oh. the realistic nature of the game now. Right. And I think, that's okay. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, they're going to become like NBA players and like only. Okay. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Because again, your best interest is what matters. The player's best interest, not the fans. You, you know? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but your best interest too, fans. We're here yeah. for your best <laughs> interest. Locked on. We're not here to dog on you at all. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but there's a realistic someone... nature to it. Yeah, and I hope that someone listening to this says, you know what, they're so right, and we change yeah. their mind. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll have a couple that go, these guys are idiots. But yeah, that's like everything. people off the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. You can't right? make everybody happy. Yeah. Uh, we should probably uh, pull it around there and call it there. Yes. As uh, Did you... It's been kind of a weirdly quiet week, but even today, I feel like we've had a lot to talk about today. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot. And, you know, I think that there's just 
it, it's been quite like you said a quiet week but i feel like with the arbitration hearings coming up in a couple weeks we're going to start seeing more obviously signings um trades more than likely and again wherever you're listening to, to your podcasts you can find your locked on nhl every day five days a week even through the off season and of course um, whatever your hockey team is, well, we're here for you three days a week. So Locked On Flames, three times a week now. Oilers will be three times a week. And unless like something major happens, I'm sticking to those three. <laughs> this is our yeah. And we deserve a break. But also, we don't want to oversaturate your feeds. Uh, Brett, where can people find you on social media? You can find me personally at uh, the real Holden Forty, but you don't care about me. You care about the Oilers, and you can find me at uh, Locked On Oilers. There, like you mentioned, Jessa, I'm gonna stick to the three days a week coming up next month because we were talking about prospects in July. So yeah, we're we're, we're gonna figure something out coming up over the next month for sure. <laughs> Where can they find you, Jess? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter um, at Jess Bomasto. Um, I don't think I use my show account very much. I'm still learning how to multitask with that, but <laughs> LO underscore flames pod. And you can find the show anywhere you find locked on NHL, uh, locked on Oilers. So I almost said Facebook. No, <laughs> um, uh, Apple, Audible, Stitcher, YouTube, tune in anywhere Holy. you get your podcasts. And, uh, the next episode will be out tomorrow for Thursday. Now, we have you covered from every day, A to Z. And if you're in the comments and you want to share where you think Nazem Kadri is going. Calgary. I, I say do it. Calgary. I think because nothing's been announced, he's he's with the Islanders. That's, Whoa! <laughs> I think because Lou Lamorello keeps hmm. things under lock and key and i'm yeah. sure as soon as i post this this there will be something um yeah. it'll be old so i'll have to go in and edit it <laughs> but uh thank you all so much for tuning in to locked on nhl and we will see you next wednesday for western conference wednesday